Hello people, how are we all? Hope you're well, happy, healthy, still sane. <laughs> it's been a very long time, something's been keeping us very busy and occupied, I wonder what it was. Anyway, we're back with a quick episode with a lockdown chat I had with Mick Tully way back in February <laughs> and it's only just seen the light of day with me trying to get my diary in order and sort a few things out so it might have a few little outdated statements from the time back in February but we're back if you want to drop me a line or suggest any topics or just get in touch then please do so and I uh, hope you enjoy this quick little chat with uh, Mick Tully see you soon people enjoy A shaven monkey on an organic spaceship spinning through space thinking that I'm the centre of the universe when realistically I'm just a shaven monkey on an organic spaceship spinning through the world. So yeah, just an ordinary guy. Hello people, welcome to a special episode of the 10 Minute Dojo podcast. It's me, Lee Taylor, back again. Hope you're all well. I have a special guest today, a dear friend, mentor, peer, training partner, my first JKD Carly instructor, Mick Tully. Hey Mick, how's it going? I'm honoured man, I'm honoured. Just saying that there, glad you mentioned friend and peer because that's what, yeah, literally from day one friend obviously and then as time's gone on i've wanted you to be i said all i ever wanted was decent training partners <laughs> one of the reasons i got out of the karate world was i didn't like that hierarchy i like the hierarchy if it's chosen by someone yes. but you know if i just go look i'm wearing a different color belt than you i've done this longer than you i'm better than you and i'm like no you're not the friend and the peer i'll certainly accept and i'm glad to have helped you a little bit along the way for those who uh, for those who don't know who are you mick who am I? Oh, wow, that's existentialist right there. Uh, well, believe it or not, as when we were doing this, it was, uh, it's funny you've said that because I was looking upstairs, I was thinking, what T-shirt shall I wear? Shall I wear my Terry Barnett, our dear friend? Shall I wear his uh, Integrated Arts T-shirt? Shall I wear an MKG T-shirt from MKG Coventry? And obviously, you've got your own MKG schools as well. And then I thought, Do you know what? I'll go straight to the source. I just wear an Santo t-shirt. Good choice. Yeah, so uh, who am I? Um, I'm a guy who's been dead lucky that hasn't been, I haven't been found out yet. 37 years I'm coming into martial arts and uh, I'm not very good. I'm good at turning up. I, yeah, I'm good, at, I'm good at that. What am I? I'm a bit of a cliche, really. I got into martial arts because I believed in Budo. I believed in Giri, Honor. I believed in a lot of the stuff that, you know, the Japanese hammer away. And uh, I didn't have a great childhood. I Even as a young man, I, I couldn't articulate why I thought martial arts would help me. But it was just in a very simplistic way. I was like, I've got a real problem with violence. I think the only way to get good, get good at dealing with that problem is getting good at violence, which, as we'll carry on, it'll, yeah, what I did was I just swapped getting beaten up by amateurs by getting beaten up by people who actually can fight a little bit. As a person, I'm a husband, a father, a friend, hopefully. Uh, hopefully good at all of those. 2020's taught us anything. Who are you? You, you find out pretty quick. It certainly has. It certainly has. You know what I mean? You find out who you are and it's like, who I am is I'm, I'm very, very fortunate to be able to count probably 15 very good people as dear friends, you being one of them, obviously. Who am I? 
a shaven monkey on an organic spaceship spinning through space thinking that I'm the centre of the universe when realistically I'm just a shaven monkey on an organic spaceship spinning through the world. So yeah, just an ordinary guy. Because you've got your little t-shirt, you know, that awesome uh, lineage there. Would you just touch on your uh, martial art background a bit? Yeah, definitely. I was always interested in martial arts from a very young age. We're obviously, we're from a generation where it... All right, there was the Bruce Lee thing, which was quite cool, and martial arts movies that were quite cool. Nowadays, the new generation is, they see Conor McGregor and they see MMA fighters, but we got into it because it just seemed to have the answers for us. Like any great gift in life that's got any value, it brought just as many questions as it brought answers, you know. That's the crazy thing with martial arts. So, yeah, I started off in karate. I got my black belt there. Then at 23... I moved over to Germany and I was training then more in Muay Thai. I did some Wing Chun there as well with Keith Kernsbrett, some of his guys. And then I did some Japanese Jiu Jitsu, which really opened my eyes. But like yourself, Lee, I used to read all the magazines, our teachers, you know, and the people that we look towards, you know, the, the Terry Barnetts, the Rick Youngs, the Rick Fays, the Phil Normans, the Bob Breens, Dana Nasanto, you know, they, they, they were what I wanted them to be in the magazine. And then I met other guys and I was like, oh God, you, you, you know, you, you're, you're as fraudulent as me. Well, if it wasn't for if it wasn't for Jeff, we wouldn't have met. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, that was. I remember it very well. I remember it. I remember the. Yeah, it was the masterclass he was doing at the eighty-seven centre, and you were there. Yeah. And I, you see, I believe I believe you were still wearing a gi at the time. No. <laughs> but I reckon you were. I reckon you were wearing a t-shirt. Yeah, t-shirt. Yeah, there. Yeah, it was a karate t-shirt. Yeah, so it was a karate yeah. t-shirt. Yeah. And uh, from the off, as soon as I met you, uh, yeah, I loved you. First of all, you're a good family man. You're just a very, very good man. You're, you're exactly what a sensei should be. And I, I do mean that. You lived the life. It's one of the reasons why me and you had that bond pretty quick, because I saw where you were. I, I'd been there 10, 10 years earlier, questioning stuff, didn't want people to think that I, I looked upon them like they didn't have the answers for me. But at the same time, wanted to be true to myself to go, yeah, but the the Jeet Kune Do Kali has everything that I need. I always remember you and Al inviting me down on Sunday, your Sunday classes, and I didn't really, un I didn't really understand what you guys were involved in. But through Jeff, I knew it was the karate side. But when you said, "Come on down to our our session on a Sunday," and I was like, "Well, he's he's not these guys aren't moving like karate guys." So I was like, "What what are they? What is this?" <laughs> And obviously it developed from there. I always say I went on a course looking for something I thought I, I wanted and then found something that I needed. Yeah, but you see, that was commitment. You see, like when I got into the karate, it was great, but I still found it very limiting. And I've, I've always, you know me, I've, I'm, you know, one of the things that most people are shocked at when we start talking, yeah, if we talk at any great length about anything or any depth, you know, I'll start talking about philosophy or stuff, you know, because I'm, super boring when it comes to history and the history of martial arts has always fascinated me and uh, as I've often said you know I t I've told Danny Santo, yeah I was never a Bruce Lee fan I'm still not a Bruce Lee fan you know I think he was okay yeah he was, yeah, seemed like a good martial artist and stuff and yeah passable actor and stuff and like you know there's there's no denying his his impact but I've never met him I've never sat down with him uh, where I've sat down and had dinner right beside Danny Santo, looking at it and going, when I was 16 years of age, I saw you on a stage in the NEC. I watched you on TV when I was a kid. And now you, you know, he calls me Mike. And I always say he knew Bruce Lee and he almost gets my name right. <laughs> 
So the JKD world, when I got into that, the minute I got into it, it was just, just an eye-opener. The first time I ever saw JKD in the flesh for real was at a seminar that Lucky Madaha hosted in Coventry, and I was training with Lucky at the time, and Rick Young hit me with this Pax Alda, and as I always say, it was at that moment that you realised you have no business being in front of someone of that level of skill, right? So he hit the Pax out, and like my life flashed before me, far too few women in bikinis, and you know, mojitos in it, you know, when your life goes fast. Rick has always been a hero of mine, even now. Hemingway used to say, every man should have a hero and as you get older it's 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 almost necessary that he has one because you need that guide it's like with martial arts you don't need a father figure so i don't ever think a sifu or a sensei should be a father figure uh, for a man i think he should be like an older brother <laughs> yeah rick just had it where he had it was this amazing physical presence and while he was delivering the material there was quite a lot of philosophy that went behind it he, like, a great advocate of hard work first time i'd ever seen it in martial arts where the guy and had a balance of everything, you know, because it was either you were physically a great talent, but then you couldn't hold the conversation with a bar of soap. <laughs> or you had a guy who was there and he could wax lyrically, but then, you know, he couldn't throw a punch. And you, you, I'm like, no, no, you know, civilise the mind, you know, make savage the body, you know, all of that philosophical stuff. And I just saw it and I thought, wow, this is good. The big talking point, the COVID, as it were, how have you coped? This is bad to say. I've enjoyed it. But then again, the, yeah, the, the people dying bit, certainly not. Because I, I had it. And trust me, it is a brutal. It knocked me for six for a week. Took me another week before I was feeling relatively human. What it's been really good for is it's come at the right time for that, where you realise that if your happiness is all based around going to Marco Pierre White's on a Friday night just to take a picture to try and perpetuate some myth, then you're not really happy. What I found out was in the first seven weeks of lockdown, I hadn't had seven weeks off in a row since I was 16. Well, that was it. That was that massive stop. <laughs> we were literally thrown into the deep end on that. And then it was like, right, so what do I do? I'm going to brush up on my German, which I did. And then it was, I'm going to read a couple of different books that I need to, to read on philosophy. It was natural to react strangely we all have good and bad days. well we we talked about it we we had we had a wobble i just did exactly the same as i did when i had my anxiety issues back three years ago which was what actually triggered me for stress and i don't mean trigger like on on twitter where someone puts a jumble of words together i'm like what is it that makes me uneasy about myself and it was like right this 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 and this boom that's gone covid for me it, it's been a great learning experience having it was not fun at the time but it's been a great lesson as well the lesson i learned was the fragility of life isn't painful it is fragile but if it had got me two three years ago mentally i don't think i would have took it now it definitely brings a lot of things under the microscope but it also brings a lot of gratitude into your life as well yeah and not only that how much do you want to train now well i've done We've done more training now than I think I've ever done. <laughs> and it's made you a better teacher. Learning curve for that side of things, yeah. Especially on the Zoom. And it's I, I look on the screen and see different people. And I, don't, I see they're not, they're not putting in the effort that they need to put in. But I'm like, they just want to be around their mates. You know what I mean? And it's that bit where you're going, right, okay. Not everybody has to be Conor McGregor. Well, as we're coming out, hopefully, we're coming out of lockdown soon what would be your uh, selling point now to get people into martial arts you've been on the sofa for the last year <laughs> yeah get moving do you want to be on the sofa for the next year right how old are you oh you're 40 right okay what do you want to get into martial arts for to protect myself have you ever been in a fight no well you're doing okay at protecting yourself
can we be honest now you, you're starting to feel a little bit weaker than you used to do maybe just a, a general sense of well-being yeah i would say that about the martial arts there's, there's more to it than uh, that event that might never happen that will no longer last than about a minute there's got to be more to martial arts than just that little section that may never happen <laughs> what why would you why would you invest so heavily in something that may or may not happen unless there's something else to it exactly yeah i'd also i'd also you know maintain the camaraderie of it if they're quite physical people i'd say to them look you know come come come, come along with me come to jujitsu my whole thing would be like do you want to be a better you on that point be a better you be a better you that's that's what it'll give you that's it man it's been an absolute pleasure my friend to see you again can't wait to hold pads for you again can't wait to train with you again i've got i've got some nice groundwork for you i want to get my hands on that george as well man <laughs> would you like to do any uh, shout out for any of your own social links you know the shout out the shout out is lee taylor on all social media just google him you'll get him same with me mick tully jkd mick tully carly mick tully bjj mkg coventry yeah you can find this 10 minute dojo podcast on all your favorite platforms and you follow me on social media just by lee taylor karate lee i love you man i'm gonna have to hit the road it's a pleasure all right take care brother